This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Coming to you live in three, two, one. It's the Low Life Podcast. Coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. How y'all doing today? Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. <laughs> Oh my God, I watched one episode of Shark Tank and there was this really sweet family. Okay, snap out of it, Lo. Ooh, I'm like a parrot. I just listen to an accent and then I just start repeating and talking just like it. But there was this really cute mother and daughter and they were selling barbecue sauce straight from the South. They had a peach, they had a chipotle kind. And they were just talking about this finger licking good, delicious sauce straight from the South. And anyway, they didn't end up getting a deal. But the sauce looked really bomb, and I just loved how cute this mother and daughter duo were together with their cute little southern accents, not throwing shade, not making fun of them. I actually love me a good southern accent. So I'm here in Los Angeles, the land of sinners, prostitution, drugs, sex, violence, and entertainment. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. <laughs> There's no place I'd rather be than right here in this moment with you. I hope you're having a beautiful day so far and you're feeling good having a great week, but if you're not feeling good right now, don't you worry, boo-boo, don't you fret. You have come to the right place. We're about to turn that frown upside down. We have a great show in store for you today. This is actually part two. Last week was part one of the conversation. We continued it this week, and I'm very excited because I love this guest. She is near and dear to my heart. Before we get into this week's episode, though, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked. <laughs> well, I say that, but actually a lot of people have asked, and I Love that people are asking about mental health. But I started the whole shtick of saying nobody asked because, well, truthfully, when I started this podcast, nobody was asking <laughs> because I didn't really have many listeners. Now we have hundreds of thousands of listeners and we have conversations that are happening about mental health all the time. And it's so important, but I still like to say nobody asked. So, so let's talk about mental health this week. On a scale of one to 10, one is bottom of the barrel, 10 euphoric bliss. Right now, in this very moment with you, I am a solid 8.2, which is very good for me. 8.2, I'm taking that as a major win for me because it has been ups, downs, deep lows, and super highs. And so I've been going through it. I've been going to therapy. I've been processing some grief, and it's been tough. But there are moments of light and little glimmers of hope, and it makes you feel like you can get through to the next day. And so today is one of those days where I'm actually feeling... Like, I got a handle on things. I'm working my ass off. The Emmys are coming up. Award season is going to be in full swing very soon. And so it's keeping me very busy and distracted. And I've also been going to therapy. So that's also very beneficial. Journaling, you know, doing all the things to give myself a fighting chance. I'm embracing the fall season right now. Even though I'm here in LA, it's 94 degrees outside right now. <laughs> like, there are fires happening everywhere. It still feels like we're in the middle of July. But I am excited for pumpkin spice everything. Yes, I am that basic bitch who loves pumpkin spice. I love it all. Anything fall related. I love the colors. I love the cute, cozy sweaters, even though it doesn't make sense for me to wear them here. But if you do live in an area that you actually get to experience the leaves changing colors and the weather changing, oh, it's incredible. I love that. I don't have that here, but I'm envious of anyone that is getting to wear a really cute little fall sweater right now. 
last night I watched this documentary on Netflix. Oh, it's so good. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Holy shit. This story, if you haven't watched this documentary, it's on Netflix. It's very popular right now. It's a series of different untold stories. This is the first one of several, and in my opinion, the best one. But it's called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. So it's a true story of a Notre Dame football player. His name is Monty Teo. He's Polynesian king. He's a beast on the football field. He was killing it back in the day. This was early 2000s, destined for greatness, hometown hero. And this guy who ended up playing in the NFL, but his story is wild. He was catfished by a girl. Well, I'm not going to give anything away if you haven't seen it, but I definitely want to do a deep dive on this documentary. Oh, I would love to get someone from the doc on this podcast. Hell, if I got Monty Teo, I slid into his DMs. Hopefully he's down to come on the show, but that would be incredible. But what he went through is just insanity. I've heard a lot of catfish stories. I've watched the show on MTV and you hear different stories and you're like, oh, damn, that's crazy. This one, though. This one was another level of fuckery that I just had never heard about. I was like, geez, that is psychological warfare. It's just insane. And so if you're looking for something good to watch that's interesting, it's not violent. It's not scary. It's just more of a what the f*** type of a moment. Like, how did that even happen? What? That's just wild. So it's kind of more just like a holy shit, that actually happened to somebody? Geez, it's, it's so sad. But also there's a great message at the end of it. And so, yeah, it's... I mean, I don't think it's family friendly if you have kids, <laughs> but it's definitely uh, an interesting one to watch. And so, yeah, let me know if you guys are into that. I'll talk about it in the Facebook group, but I definitely want to do a deep dive into that documentary because there's just a lot to unpack. Jeez, it's intense. <laughs> I spent this morning having a nice iced coffee. I put on a mud mask, taking care of my pores. This weather dries them out. And I was listening to the Britney Spears confession. Oh, my God. So Britney Spears deleted her Instagram. Good for her. She needed a social media break. I just took mine for three weeks, and now I'm back. Baby steps. But she ended up deleting her Instagram, but she posted this audio on YouTube, an audio file. I think it's like 22 minutes or so. But in this audio, it sounds like she's just speaking into her phone on speaker, but she's just talking about her experience. And what I loved about what she said was even though it was really painful and traumatic and Oh, my heart breaks for her. It is really sad. Like, I got teary-eyed listening to her because it's just, oh, it's just really messed up what she went through. Just horrifying what her family did. But I love that she's able to talk about it and share that story because that has to be therapeutic for her. And she actually talks about how she wants to have her voice heard. And she could have done a major interview with Oprah or Katie Couric or, you know, a Good Morning America, Dateline type of special. Like, it would have been massive if anyone got the interview with Britney Spears and she sat down for a one-on-one. But she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to get paid for this. She's like, I don't want to make money. It feels weird to make money off of this kind of trauma. And she's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to release some audio here on YouTube and she's not making anything off of that. So good for her. And she's just being very uncensored and honest and real. What's good about it, even though you could hear the sadness and just how much pain this woman has endured, she also sounds for the first time, in my opinion, in the last decade, 
healthier than she's ever sounded before. Sometimes when you listen to Britney, it sounds like she's on something, you know, some sort of antipsychotic. She's kind of dazed. Her sentences don't really make sense. The flow, her cadence. It's like, what is she on right now? Is she okay? She clearly wasn't okay. Something was definitely up. But in this audio and her just talking, she sounds like the Britney we fell in love with. You know, Britney's back, bitch. She's back. And she is talking and she's spilling the tea and she's showing receipts and she has something to say. So good for her. This has to be therapeutic for her. And so here's a little snippet of her audio, what she shared on YouTube. I'll put a link to the audio in the description of this episode. It's from YouTube. Again, it's like 20 minutes if you do want to listen to it. And she just sounds healthy. She's well-spoken. And most importantly, she sounds like she's in such a better place now. My friend helped me get one in the end, but... I truly, I, every time I made contact with a firm, my phone was tapped and they would take my phone away, away from me. And again, I get nothing out of sharing all of this. I have off, offers to do interviews with Oprah and so many people, lots and lots of money, but it's insane. I don't want any of it. For me, it's beyond a sit-down proper interview. I had no contact in that place for so long and my heart would just want to stand up in my family's faces and scream and cry and throw a tantrum and go back in time and do exactly what I wanted to do at those times. Yeah, and might even spit in their fucking faces. Why? Because the pain my family gave me, sitting me there all day and not being able to use my feet as they watch their grandchildren run bases to base in a family neighborhood as if I'm dead or I don't exist, honestly makes me look up and say, how the fuck did they get away with it? There she is. Yeah, Brittany, how the fuck did they get away with it? All right, so let's get into today's episode. This is a part two of a two-part special. Part one was last week. And this episode, oh, I absolutely love it because this queen, she's a little Canadian, Maple Delight. Her name is Gwendolyn. She goes by Dylan. That's her artist name. Oh, I just adore her. She is such a special human being. Some of the feedback I got from last week's episode, I love that you guys write in. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback, of course. But so many of you said, God, her voice is just so soothing and calming, melodious. She just loved Gwen's voice. And I get it. It's like a warm bowl of poutine. <laughs> just comfort for the soul. I'm glad to hear that you guys are enjoying her voice because, well, she's actually a singer. So that would make sense why her voice is so calming and so so this beautiful voice of Gwen's, I'm so happy to have her here with us today. We talk about some tough shit that she went through. Really tough shit, my God. I mean, music, writing, singing has always been Gwen's passion, but she lost sight of it. She lost sight of it all. She struggled. She was really hurting. She wasn't happy. She wasn't happy in a relationship. She wasn't even happy with herself at the time. It's in those moments, though, in those real fragile moments of life when you hit rock bottom and you feel like you have no direction. But it's in those moments, in the pits of darkness, when you could start to realize how resilient you really are, the power of the human spirit. Oh, my God, it's incredible. And also how music, creativity, art, expressing yourself, having openness with your emotions, sharing your story and being vulnerable can actually heal you. It ended up saving Gwen. It was the thing that saved her. It was like a rebirth for her. The rise of the Phoenix moment that she needed in life. 
And she slowly started to pull herself out of the darkness. And she began creating again. She put her pen down to the paper and she started just pouring out her heart. Pen to paper, writing lyrics. And it was in those lyrics, this song that she wrote, you know, with this raw pain and emotion that ended up resonating with millions of people. That one song ended up getting millions of plays, downloads, people are sharing it because people crave raw emotion and authenticity. And they just related so much to her song. I'm so glad we got to explore that today because we've all gone through that in life. We all will experience that at some point, multiple times, where we just feel so lost and helpless. And that's part of life. It's the roller coaster of life that we're all on, but you will get through it. You will end up finding yourself one day. And that's exactly what Gwen did. And so I'm sure you could relate to her. So on today's show, we talk about that, her experience, where she's at now with her music, and also our experience just being friends. Our friendship, it's an interesting one, our dynamic. We also just went to a cabin in Lake Arrowhead and spent some time there. So we talk about our little Brokeback Mountain experience. <laughs> it was uh, it was one for the bucks. I was definitely overprepared, as always. I'm a planner. I also talk about introducing Gwen to Disneyland, which she was not that impressed with. (laughs) She was not that impressed with Disneyland. This little Canadian Maple Delight loves herself some Wonderland or whatever the hell it's called in Canada. And so we talk about that. We also debated Denny's versus Waffle House. And we had to end the show with a classic round of rapid fire questions. I just love this episode. It's going to put a smile on your face. It's a fresh bowl of poutine. It's a freaking pumpkin spice latte for the soul. So without further ado, <laughs> let's jump into today's very special episode with Dylan. Hit it. So we are back here today. I got my little Supreme. We had a wonderful conversation last week. How are you feeling right now, Gwen? I'm excited. I just love talking to you. I, I love can't, talking to you too. It's so nice to let people listen in on our little relationship that we have and our soul connection. And it's it's just like we do always. We just talk for hours and hours on end. And How did we talk till three o'clock in the morning every single night? This week. Yeah. yeah. Look at the clock. It's 4 a.m. Oh, my God. I'm like dying. My immune system's shutting down. Like This relationship is f***ing killing me, but in the best way possible because I feel very nourished with you. We We talk falling asleep. I fall asleep while you're talking, I guess. That's true. And vice versa. More so you fall asleep while I'm talking, which is fine because I don't stop talking. You go, I'm falling asleep, Supreme. And I go, that's okay. So anyway- then, and I keep just keep talking and then I just see her go off to never, never land. <laughs> and so anyway, we were talking last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, please download, listen to it. It's so great. Little backstory, the early life of Gwen, her music, where she comes from, how she's kind of become this artist and found her voice. And we're continuing the conversation part two now. So you packed up your Mustang, you put everything in, whatever you could fit and you left You didn't come back for a long time. What happened? Okay. Well, first off, I'm pretty sure my visa was about to run out. And I told you we could get married. I know. That's not off the table either. Yeah. And um, I was in the midst of writing this EP for my label. And slowly. What does an EP mean? 
It's like half an album. I don't know why they do it. Okay. It's I like, always hear that. Oh, I, I'm finishing up my EP with LP lots of artists. is a full album. EP is half an album. Okay. So that's like, could Thank be you. arranged from four to six songs. The lingo. The, yeah. I, I don't know why we say it. We could just say a small album. Half album. A half album. Teaser. Yeah. And I was just starting to kind of step into transitioning from more of a pop feel to adding rock elements. One of those songs, actually, I'll never forget. I wrote about you. It's called Savignon, a kimono. And that's what the EP was called, which is just a fancy way of saying wine in a house coat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and one of the lyrics is, wake up. It's 3 p.m. Have a cigarette for breakfast and I go to the gym. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, love it. Yeah, that, that was all for you, baby. But while this was going down, now we're going to get a little real. I went back home and my parents were going through a divorce. Mm. Very tough. That's actually where the song Secret comes from. One of my biggest songs because it was the truth. And yeah, it was just very tough for me to watch the family unit fall apart. Yeah. Oh, I imagine lit on fire and the loss of people in my life. It just was a very, very sad and dark few years for me. And I just had to pick up the pieces. Yeah. It was really tough. Your parents had been married for- 25 years. 25 years and then the marriage ends. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's painful. Painful and it was just a lot and I felt like I needed to be back and I kind of put my music on pause, wasn't super connected to the music after that record, kind of rethinking life, rethinking, is this what I want to do? Do I yeah. want to, you know, go down a different road? Then I had a big turning point. This dark period of your life of kind of spiraling in a way, finding yourself. years. Well, yeah, I'd say a solid two. And then while that two years is going down, then we're hit with a pandemic. It was like year one, f***ing terrible. Year two, tragedy. You had lost a family member. Your cousin had yeah. passed away tragically. Your family dog had died when we were together. Like mm -hmm. at my, there was a lot of like really heartbreaking stuff that you went through. Yeah. So I, I know I'm like, you left and never came. Like, but truth be told, like I understand, I mean, we've talked in depths about it, but you know, I jokingly poke fun at you for, you know, being it was a, abrupt. She's Julia Roberts' fucking runaway bride. It was abrupt, but I understand why you had to run away. It was, <laughs> it was tough. You know, you had a lot of things going on in your life that were not happening in this country. No, all of it was on Canadian soil. Oh, and the phone calls I'd <sighs> received, you were so. You were such a safety net for me going through that. You listened to me for hours, bawling. Like, I appreciate you so much mm -hmm. beyond because you were there for me even when I ran out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I just went to such a dark place and had to just sort it out myself. And let me tell you, it really created such resilience in my heart and who I am today. I think I've changed more so in those two years for the better than I did, you know, my entire life. It was yeah. amazing. I mean, it's, I know it's like, oh, you got to see the, you know, glass is half full. You, you know? do. I, I, you say that with a bit of uh, condescension, but I'm like, 
No, you have to. You really do sometimes need to see life as a glass half full because it's so hard to see how empty things can be at times. Yeah. And of course, it's not as if I had my dark times. I had my girl interrupted moments. I love the reference. Angelina Jolie, girl interrupted. Yeah, that was me for about a year. And I had health problems that kind of shine through because I, you know, questioned quitting music. What happened health-wise? Freaky stuff. I was shooting a music video called American Nightmare. Mm -hmm. And we're shooting it, not a lot of budget. This is after you had left LA. You're home, you're dealing with family stuff. You're still kind of doing music, but like not fully in it. No, because I was taking care of a lot of things, putting out fires, kind of just, you know, trying to be a support system for my family. And a wine glass shattered while we're shooting this video behind the camera. So the camera's on me. All my friends are behind cheering me on because we're supposed to shoot a party scene next. Doesn't the stem of the wine glass go through my wrist? Oh, shit. Yeah, I have a really nice scar on my left wrist Left wrist, and I'm left-handed, so I was like out Oof. for weeks. You're lucky you didn't sever the main vein. No, I know. That's what I thought initially. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, months go by and I got Bell's palsy because I was under so much stress. Oh, it's Yeah, a lot of the times it's brought on by acute stress. Yeah, Bell's, Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy, basically you get a nerve infection and then half of my face completely lost mobility for a month. Oh my gosh. I was like drooling. Oh, that's what Justin Bieber had. I think it's similar, very similar. He just had half of his face was basically paralyzed for, he had to stop on tour. He's back now, but he was down for weeks. Yeah, and his, the same thing, my whole left side, I had to wear an eye patch for two weeks, Mm. like a little pirate, because I couldn't close my eye. And then I would eat food and then I couldn't feel the drool on my face. It was kind of funny. Like you had to make it funny because you're just like, is this ever going to come back? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I just had very bad stomach issues. I, you know, put on a bit of weight and I was working out healthiest I'd ever been eating wise. And I just, I think I had some cysts, like some like ovary cysts. Ovarian cysts. Ovarian cysts. Thank you. Wow. And I had never had any problems like that mm. for years. Do you think some of it could have been, well, Bell's palsy for sure. I don't know about the ovarian cysts, but hormones and things, I'm sure that played a part in it. And stress must have been a big factor in that. Huge. Stress will kill you. Stress will kill you. Make you so sick. Not talking about things you know, not living your truth. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to give up music because I think I'm just not loving it so much. I'm not playing the music I like. I don't see a way out of this. Were you bummed because you hadn't had that breakout moment here in the States? I was so bummed about that. And I was also bummed about the fact that I wasn't writing the music that I liked. It was like very, it was a dark time. It was a dark time. Yeah. And just as I was about to quit, my song started to pick up. Secret, the song about my parents splitting up. I get a call from my label 
This is a Canadian label that you're yeah. with? Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're actually part of the U.S. too, but large independent label. I'm still with them today. And they're like, your song is starting to do really well online. You're recouping. Like um, this On Spotify or no, on TikTok? YouTube. On YouTube, oh. it was really picking up. And now Secret has across the board over 250 million streams. What? Yeah. Yeah. 250 million people have listened to Secret. Yeah. They and all counting. know. They all know your secret. The hell no my secret. That's wild. Okay. That's amazing. So I start recouping the record. They're like, okay, we're going to sign you on for another album. So I got busy and I fly out to Vancouver in the midst of quitting. I'm like, okay, we'll just do one more EP, you know? One more half album. Yes. One more half album. And the whole point of doing an EP is for what? Well, I mean, it's, it's not as expensive when you're an up and coming artist. It's not as expensive. It's, it's literally half the amount of an album. Okay. And the way streaming works these days, it's kind of like the 1950s in the sense of like, you just continue releasing singles every six to eight weeks. Okay. Cause if I look back to when I started on Spotify in 2017, they were releasing 10,000 songs a week. Now they're releasing 10,000 songs a day. Wow. It's hard out there, you know. To get heard. It's hard to get heard. It's Unless you're like a, you know, Beyoncé. Yeah, you're getting all the playlists. She's, you know, had she's has had amazing success and Sure. You know, when Beyoncé drops a record, people are going to listen. But when like little Canadian delight over here is dropping a record, it's a bit harder to yeah. push through the noise. But I sign on for another half album and I fly out to Vancouver. I brought my mom out there because I was just in such a vulnerable state with music. I was kind of shy. I hadn't really been singing a whole lot. I like didn't really sing for almost a year which is crazy to me. And at that time, I mean, you and I weren't really in much communication for that year. No. Yeah, no. no. I just, I was really just trying to heal and figure out what my future was because I didn't know at the time. So I fly out to Vancouver and I have this incredible writing session, wrote a song in 15 minutes with this writer. And I just remember going back to the little Airbnb that my mom and I booked for this trip and I just cried all night mm. listening to the song on repeat thinking to myself I really need to keep doing this were you Every, crying this was a happy moment for crying you crying of joy tears of joy tears of joy that I was getting closer to finding my sound so much was missing in my life creatively and just to be able to tap into that after so many years of darkness, yeah, it was an awakening in a way. And after that moment, so you wrote that song in the studio. Mm -hmm. It's a song that you ended up keeping as a part of the EP? Yeah. This, how lame is this? It was called Find Myself. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> how appropriate. I know. You sure did though. Yeah, I did. And, uh, and then you kept writing? I kept writing and I didn't stop. Even when the pandemic hit, I packed everything I had in my car and I drove to Vancouver and I just wrote like this past year, 
I've been in a studio probably 300 out of the 360 days. Wow. Honing that craft, making my record, making the magic that I wanted to write. And I have never felt more alive creatively. I'm so happy I've, I've been persistent with it. How do you like sustain yourself? Like, does the label just fund this for you? Like, you got to pay rent and stuff. You need money, honey. <laughs> you know, like, I know the, the art and the creation of being in the studio, but like, who pays for the studio time? Or do you have to pay for the? I'm sorry if these are dumb questions, no, but I just, not dumb these at are all. questions that come into my head for logistics. I'm like, how is this? So of who bankrolls it? So, of course, the label funded the entire record, but in terms of like driving over here, and moving in and paying, and, rent, and for paying rent for a spot during that time where I was quitting music, I guess you could say I went to school for interior design and I learned how to flip homes. Oh my God. <laughs> I know yeah. I worked construction. I could, you know, paint walls, patch holes, replace floor. You, you are it. incredible with that. So I'd started a, painting and renovation company in Vancouver. And that's what, that's my side hustle. Yeah. I, 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 when I'm not in the studio, I am, you know, Joanna Gaines painting. I'm in the thick of it. I can sand, I can roll. I do it all. It's a male dominated industry. It sure is. It sure is, but I love it. And it is, gives me the ability to, do what I want to do to pay rent, to continue on with music. And it's a beautiful life, you know? Yeah. Well, and eventually you've been putting so much time into your music. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, like you can still do that, but it is side hustle type thing. Eventually you'll just be full time, just music. Yeah. And you well, know, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. Oh, you can say, you know me. Okay. Yeah. You know me. So you know what? I do that and it's an amazing source of income. And I know it's it's very common for artists that are working towards signing a massive record deal or hitting that single. I've been very fortunate with my label. They've really gone to bat for me and let me do what I want creatively. I am now about to go on tour. I came out here to write a few songs and meet up with you. And now I just booked a tour for seven weeks. Jeez, Gwen. With the Rare Americans. The Rare Americans. I'm playing at El Rey in September. I'll see you there, baby. Oh, my God. How cool. El Rey is a great venue. It's off Wilshire in uh, West Hollywood, mid Wilshire area. And uh, I will definitely be there. And I did. I just had a tour this January with Mother Mother. That's a, a pretty well-known rock mother, band. Mother, mother. Mother, mother. But I got COVID on that tour. That was not fun. Mm. And I, I got COVID in LA. The one show that I was able to see you, baby got sick. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But you know what? I can't even tell you how incredible it is to just be so connected to the music. And I really believe that if I didn't go through the things I did within those two years, maybe there were dark times. They have made me the artist I am today. Absolutely. It gives you depth. The darkness gives you a bit of depth. Oh yeah, for sure. And makes you resilient, makes you appreciate life, makes you appreciate the wins. And yeah, I'm very grateful. 
Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little bit more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I'm excited to have Nutrafol as a sponsor because I use it. I love it. I'm a big fan of this company. I've noticed a big difference in my skin, nails, hair. Even my sleep has improved since I started taking this. Now I have the queen taking it too, and it has been a game changer for her hair. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I love me a good edible moment. I talk about it all the time on this show. And so I was so excited that Via became a sponsor of the Low Life Podcast. Oh, this is a dream partnership because I love their edibles. They're so delicious. And they're coming on right in time for Valentine's Day. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increases the blood flow, and intensifies any sexual experience, even if it's a solo experience. It's going to be amazing with this gummy. The strawberry-flavored one is my favorite. They're vegan. Organic ingredients are used. They have zero THC products as well, so if you're not down for THC, that's okay, boo. Their CBD line is amazing too, which is really great for sleep, focus, and energy. Their products range from 2 milligrams to 50 milligrams of THC, so there's definitely something for everybody. My favorite part about this sponsor is that they ship to all 50 states legally with discrete packaging directly to your door. It makes it so easy breezy for you. No medical card required. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code LOWLIFE to receive 15% off plus one free sample of their Sleepy Dreams gummies. 21 and over. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. I'm all about leveling up with my low lifers this year. As a fashion stylist, the first place I want to start, of course, is leveling up your closet. But I don't want you to break the bank. You don't got to spend a lot of money, honey. Design on a dime, boo. You can still elevate your closet on a budget. We want you to save some money here. So I'm happy to have Quince as a sponsor. They are here for us. They're going to take good care of us. At Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at affordable prices. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Oh, they're amazing. I bought these beautiful silk pillowcases for my bed. I got a cute jacket, a cozy cashmere cardigan, and navy blue joggers I'm obsessed with. These are staple pieces for my closet that will not go out of style, and I was able to save some money. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash lowlife for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash lowlife to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash lowlife. What does music mean for you now? It's absolutely the truth. It is, it is such a beautiful way to create 
express. It is a therapy. I'm sure you've heard that before. And I just, I'm the happiest creating. I'm the happiest performing and connecting. And I've made a conscious decision to accept the fact, yes, you are an artist. Because a lot of times we have that imposter syndrome. You're not good enough. You're not, what are you doing? You know, and it's a constant growth. You're never going to master the arts, in my opinion. I think you're constantly learning. You're constantly changing. And that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Tour, write records. I want to, I want to be like Patti Smith. She's in her eighties and she is like, goes on tour with her, her kids. She writes poetry. She does photography. I mean, the woman is incredible. An amazing woman lost her husband, raised her kids, also maintained a music career, a photography career, wrote incredible books, poetry. I mean, this woman is a deep human. She's on the mood board for you. She's on that vision board for you. Yeah. And I just, I really am settling into the fact that I am recognizing who I am and an artist and that's beautiful. And maybe it's not what I thought, you know, I envision my life right now, but I am so happy to just step into me. I'm so happy you're in that place right now, stepping into you, boo. This is a very healthy place to be in. As soon as I saw you, you showed up on my doorstep with your freaking little freaking wavy, little textured beachy hair, little rock star, your oversized Led Zeppelin t-shirt. She's wearing bell-bottom jeans, some van sneakers. Her makeup's all f***ed up. It's still f***ed up, isn't it? It was a bit up. <laughs> My white eyeliner. Yeah. Her white, yeah, I love the white eyeliner. And it was like I had just seen you yesterday. Like nothing had changed, but so much has changed. But the chemistry, the comfort, I could go 10 years and not see you, see you within a second and feel like I were right back to where we started. It's I'm very fortunate to have that with you because with some friends that I have, you know, time goes by, there's a bit of a little awkward catch up, like feeling it out. I don't ever have to feel it out or wonder with you. And there's There's no awkwardness. There's not very many people. I mean, there's literally two people in the world. I feel like I could have any sort of like picking up where we left off vibes. Mm -hmm. And you're definitely one of those people. And it's like, it's an incredible feeling to have. I'm very fortunate to have that. And, And just know that I feel like our friendship can kind of withstand the test of time. It certainly can. And beyond this life. If you want to get a little spiritual wow. with it. Yeah. We were married in another life. You or think something, so? something, something, because three years has passed and I feel like we've grown and evolved like the same way. We've had both have had trials and tribulations and have I think are growing into ourselves and really owning our craft and We've both been fed over in different ways oh. and had our trust completely ruined. We've both been with narcissists and psychopaths at some point in our lives. We both have given our hearts and had it stomped on at some point. <sighs> we both have transformed as artists in my own way with my career. And of course, you coming into Finding Your Voice. It's yeah. a great title for this episode, Finding Your Voice. There, You got it. Because you really did after, you know, the course of knowing you now seven to, I'd say eight years. Yeah. I, a decade's a bit strong. It 
it actually is a decade, okay. but I'm just so you feel like a freaking spring chicken. Um, <laughs> yeah, the last six years, Gwen, you've changed so much, but you've actually found your voice and gotten comfortable in your own skin. You don't need the little bustiers and the freaking high ponytail. You don't need to be stomping around on the stage in heels like a little baby reindeer. Now you could wear your freaking platform Doc Martens, be comfortable and be a rock star. That's who you want to be. And I just, I love seeing you live your truth. That's, it's, yeah. It's really refreshing. And not a lot of people can do that. And it's a bit of a gamble too. It's scary. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's not easy. I feel like when things become a little bit uncomfortable and challenging, that's when you know you're doing the right thing because it scares you a bit. Yeah, for and sure. And same to you. I mean, you are just, you've completely changed your space into this peaceful, beautiful beach tones. <laughs> colors of the sand. Like I'm in a spa right now. <laughs> yeah. 50 shades of cream. <laughs> it's a uh, very Nancy Myers, Diane Keaton, summer home vibes. I, I used to love, you know, stark, harsh colors, black and gray. And it felt very sterile and cold. I liked my home feeling our home for that matter, feeling like a dermatology office. <laughs> it was like white, Black, like a white couch or white chairs, white throw, fur throws, mirrored furniture. If you barely touch it, there's a fingerprint, so you shouldn't touch <laughs> you it. You don't, you just look at it. Everything gets dusted every single day. And it's just, it's it's cold, it's sterile, and it's glamorous. A mixture between like the Cosmopolitan Hotel meets, mm -hmm. I don't know, a DMV and some sort of a- <laughs> Some of that light. And a plastic yeah. surgery center. <laughs> Of Beverly Hills. That's what it felt like coming into our place. Yeah. We had a giant ox head that we spray painted matte black. And so that was like, it looked kind of like a bit gothic too. And I didn't like, I didn't have a ton of natural light. Oh, and I had all cool lighting. By the way, if you have a home or an apartment, whatever you have, switching over the lighting, lighting is everything for a home. It's, I think, the most important thing. Yes. Uh, next to good sheets. Get a good sheet. It, it makes a difference when you have a good quality. Anyway, Gwen was giving me shit for my blankets. She loves freaking, what is it? Geese sheets? What did you want Seven last pillows. night? Oh my God. I don't. It's do, not good. It's not good. She, but. Baby loves to freaking pluck a goose or two. Oh, she does. I don't, I have a faux goose pillow. Like it's a artificial whatever insert stuffing. So it, I like the feel of it. It's like a memory foam pillow. And then my comforter is that artificial faux goose down stuffing. Yeah. It's like sleeping on a rock. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pillow? The pillow. It's a I bit more firm. It's that memory foam. So it takes the shape of your head. Yeah. A rock. Okay. So I, I saved one little freaking geese, duck, whatever stuffed pillow for her. I brought it out for you last night. But the comforter is, it's nice and fluffy, but it's not goosey fluffy. And so a lot of people are allergic to goose down and it gets really hot. But again, Canadians, they love the goose, <laughs> but there is no animal byproduct in that room. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Not even leather, baby. Cruelty free. It's a vegan room. Not, not by design. It just happened to be that way. <laughs> I'm not opposed to some leather, but in my apartment now, my home... It's all cream and, and soft and very soft lighting, not cool blue-toned lighting. It's soft, warm, soft, white, pretty. Everybody looks like they have a Paris filter on. Zenergy. Zenergy, yeah. So I've changed in that way. And I like that you've come into your own and your spot in Vancouver. It looks like a clockwork orange. 
it's a, it's a really cool vibe. It's a soft postmodern. You have a lot of bold reds and oranges and yeah, it's Art Deco meets mid-century modern. Yeah, it's cool. Or like building was made in the late twenties, and it's yeah, it's it's eclectic as one would say. Yeah, super eclectic. It. Yeah, it's great vibe, and it feels a bit retro, which is good. It's inspiring for you. And so, flash forward to Gwen giving me a call, and I had been going through it you know, recently with experiencing a tragedy in our family. And I was just feeling so down. And I don't know how to explain this, Gwen. You've come into my life, even when you have your own shit and you drive away, you know, or fly out and then you end up coming back all these different times or you call me at specific, I, I feel like there's some sort of a connection of like, you just know to reach out. I don't get it, but it couldn't have been more perfect timing right now for you to come and say, hey, I want to spend some time with you. And you gave me notice. So you're like, do you want to spend you know, a week together in a cabin in the woods and create music? And you can come and just hang out, do whatever you want. We'll go on hikes. We'll enjoy you know, the forest and just be present in the moment together and catch up. And, and I could watch you, you know, write music and help in whatever way that I can. And I, I was like, yeah sign me up. I'm so down to do something like that. And it couldn't have been more perfect timing. And it's weird because Gwen leaves like tomorrow and, and I already know I'm going to be like, Oh God, like the withdrawals. It's tough for me when Gwen leaves, but it's then tough for me too, but then the perfect timing happens again. It's almost like, because I'm going to be feeling a bit of a, a dopamine low because she's gone. And then Caitlin flies in in two days just for a day. I think she's here for a day or two. And so that will help me lick my wounds because I'll get a little taste of Canadian maple delight with her here. So it's like, it's kind of nice in that sense. I'm like, okay, something's happening in the universe to help me out here. Because when I'm struggle city USA, <laughs> the the pillars, the anchors that keep me from falling off the deep end, they come through. And, and Gwen, you are one of those anchors. You're a pillar in my life. And I love you. And I have an immense love and understanding and deep, deep, deep connection with you. And uh, I will never take you for granted as a friend or if whatever could happen, whatever life obstacles be, I will always be here for you, no matter what. And I'll always be here for you. It goes, uh, it goes without saying. Yeah. When you have a Just soul- had to say it. I wanted to mortalize on this podcast. Thank you. Is your New Year's resolution to find time-saving solutions so you can spend less time doing things like grocery shopping and more time with your little one? As a busy parent, I'm always looking for products and brands that will make my life easier. What is one change that's easy to make that will make your life easier in 2024? Little Spoon. Little Spoon delivers fresh, healthy meals and snacks that your kiddo will love for every eating stage. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, Easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Time-saving and convenient without compromise. Little Spoon delivers baby blends, biteables, plates, smoothies, snacks, and lunchers. Kids love it and you will too. It's all so fresh, so delicious, and made with the cleanest, high-quality ingredients. Did I mention it all comes right to my door? So flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I pick the menu and change it up what I order every time. 
The price is right. The quality is unmatched. I love it. My kids love it. The grandparents love it. And I know all you low lifers will love it too. A huge win-win-win for my family, and it can also be for yours. Simplify your kiddo's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash lowlife and enter our code lowlife at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. When you have a soul connection like this, it is so undeniable it's so freeing. It's, it's nice. so safe. And one thing, and I think we did bring this up, we always build each other up. Mm. We never tear each other down. It's always a support system of go after it. You should take that chance. You should do that. Keep going. And that's what makes this this friendship so sacred. The positivity and the the space to create and evolve. Yeah. But, you know, there's some little, you know, I guess, speed bumps along the way. (laughs) And I'll just say it. I'm in this cabin and I'm cooking my ass off. I'm like Gordon Ramsay up in here. And I love cooking. Uh, It's a way to express love. And I didn't know these, these people that were in the cabin, but my God, did I connect and feel so comfortable with them. These two lovely humans. One's a Canadian who I have... Such a man crush on. What a sweetheart. Nick Burroughs. Nick Burroughs. From shout Windsor, out. Ontario. Love that man. And he's crazy talented and just a sweet soul. And then also Joe... Pasco. Joe Pasco. He's not Italian. He's from New, New Zealand, Zealand, which I learned they're called Kiwis. He's a Kiwi people. Yeah. How cute. He's a little Kiwi man. But he's not, not little. little. <laughs> <laughs> he's like six five. This brawny six five, like rower built dude. Like he's a And it's the most soft Jason Momoa, but New Zealand vibes <laughs> with like the the pretty eyes, like his green eyes. Green eyes, yeah. Great set of chompers. Per, nice teeth and just again beautiful exterior but what a a kind man yeah both of them together just such sensitive in tune men yeah both Con- very conscious beautiful inside and out mm-hmm. and so i got to bond with them and we were up talking and shooting the shit and i'm i'm cooking for them and then gwen has a sound guy that came well he does sound and a bunch of other stuff for the upcoming tour yeah he's in my band he's the guitarist oh shit okay he's the Ulysses. guitarist yuli good old yuli was there and he was helping prep for everything with your upcoming tour and so these three dudes gwen and i are there i feel like it's three dudes and then i mean well i'm a guy too but i'm like am i in that situation i don't know <laughs> Am I a girl? No. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was the girliest one up in that cabin, if we're being honest. I packed the most amount of shit. and You uh, showed up with five bags, but we used everything. I had can, five bags. Can I just explain how prepared and organized you are to your listeners? <laughs> sure. Shows up in his beautiful Mercedes, okay. dressed to the f***ing <laughs> nines, okay? He has a bag for cooking. He brought all of his, he brought his own knife, like chef's knife, pots and pans. I don't even know what half of these things are called. That was one bag. The ninja. 
We needed smoothies. A smoothie, yeah. This massive I like a, bag. I like my blender for smoothies. For- There's like green powder for like just all, and then a vitamins and the list goes on. And then another bag, when I tell you the size of this bag, all skincare, masks, you know, <laughs> just every level of serums. I'm, I have my bags packed with like a skin regimen that Lo bought me. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I like, well, cause I knew we, I've done Lake Arrowhead a few times and it's a really small town, a sleepy town. Everything closes by like seven or eight, even on the weekends. There's like maybe one or two late night places open and it's just not worth going to. There's barely any Wi-Fi service. You're in the middle of the forest, essentially. On top of a mountain. Basically. On top of a mountain. And what you bring is basically as the more you bring, I feel like the better for the trip. And it's local. It's two hours from LA. And so, you know, put down the freaking foldable seats, you know, make the back bigger, the trunk space. And I really packed. You even I, had a Zen bag. A Zen bag? Yeah, oh, you, my vibe bag. Yes. The vibes, the games, the candles, <laughs> yeah. scented candles, the incense, like just, you know, just to set the mood. Yeah. Like stuff for the table, you know, to decorate a bit and just- Just so thoughtful. So unbelievable. Like not a single detail missed. I even brought my own sheets and blankets, which thank God. See, I brought them and we got an Airbnb. And listen- (laughs) Thrilled about it, I'm sure. It was a cool spot. The house was awesome. But this is so weird. At the end of the stay here, we stayed for six days- Five nights, six- ten, It was 10, but oh, sorry. We, we went back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gwen had to come back to LA because she had a meeting here. And then we, we drove right back up. But again, it's only an hour and 30 minutes if you leave at night. And so we're there and this Airbnb has their list of rules. And it's like, you know, take your shoes off when you come in, that sort of stuff. And it's, thank God it was one of the Airbnbs in Lake Arrowhead that actually has air conditioning. Oh, it was a super Gwen host. had booked this first <laughs> spot. She calls me. She's like, I booked a spot. I'm so excited. Here's the link. This is when she's in Canada. My God. She sends me this link to this cabin in Big Bear, this crack den. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Snego 2.0. Yeah. And she's like, is, is it's cool, right? It's like, it's kind of a, you know, we'll rough it a little because there was one bathroom and, uh, and there was. No AC. No AC. And I know exactly where that cabin is. There are some pretty parts to Big Bear. It's not all shit. But unfortunately, with the weather and the heat and the drought, there's a lot of fires. And a lot of them fires have burned down a lot of Big Bear. And so it's desolate. And part of Big Bear is still beautiful. And then the other half of it, in my opinion, looks like the Lion King, Pride Rock, <laughs> freaking Scar <laughs> takes over. It's all tumbleweeds and like- Smoky. Skinny hyenas and just, it's like sad. The color's all saturated and yeah, strange. Yeah, gray and just gloomy. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. What about that shadowy place? That's beyond our borders. You must never go there, Simba. I know there's not good food at Big Bear. There's like an old Denny's, a shitty breakfast spot that I can't believe is open and uh, and a Walmart. So it's just not like, at least at Lake Arrowhead, there's some cute little vintage shops and there's a little bit of stuff to do. There's a, a town that's built for tourism that feels more developed than Big Bear and they're not far from each Close other. Close to Twin Peaks too. Great energy there. Yeah, the people, it's an eclectic bunch of people, young, old, all mixed, different types. It's a melting pot. And so- I love going there, but in this Airbnb, the first one that she sent me, I was like, I can't, I'm not, 
I don't want to stay there, Gwen. No, he made me cancel it and then <laughs> moved to sending me 10 options. 10 vetted options that I thought was the vibe for Gwen. So I wanted something that felt eclectic, modern, contemporary, but also had some sort of a vintage flair. And mainly I needed air conditioning and a big window for good lighting. And I like an A-frame house because it feels kind of like a cabin. So he found this beautiful A-frame that was, it, you walk in, it is completely converted into 1970s, mid-century modern. The vibe is there, wraparound porch, beautiful views, a little Zen garden, a little barbecue area. Like the place was done up right. Same price as the Big Bear place too. Yeah. Around the same. I think it was yeah. like 20 bucks more. Yeah. And, and also, you know, two and a half bath, I believe, right? Or two yeah, bathrooms. Yeah, we had our own ensuite. Yeah. Beautiful. Is that what you call it? Ensuite? Ensuite bathroom? I never have said that. That's cool. Is that Canadian? I don't know. But I, I'm going to use that. I like an ensuite bathroom. <laughs> Just the way you form you, I like an ensuite bathroom. Meaning that's the bathroom inside of my room. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, it was nice. But the only red flags were... They said at the end of your stay, leave the sheets and the blankets on the bed. Why? Why do you want us to leave them sheets and blankets on the bed? That was the first thing. I was like, that's weird. And even more weird. I'm okay with that. That's fine. It's your rules, peeps. But then I noticed there's no washer and dryer in the house. Who's washing them sheets? They're never, I, I guarantee you, they're fluffing them. They're not washing them. So I brought my own sheets because I didn't trust. I I don't know about that. The jury's out on that one. It seemed very clean, but given... It didn't. You know what? But you think about me touring too. I'm like, I'm happy as a clam at a Denny's in the morning. Oh, the Grand Slam? The, no, I get the Fit Slam. The Fit Slam. <laughs> okay. It's like egg. What the hell's the fit slam? It's like egg whites and like a sad piece of turkey bacon and that, like a little bit of spinach. I mean, times are tough go on to, the road. If you're gonna go to Denny's, at least get friggin' moons over my hammy or something good. <laughs> no, because that's all you eat on tour. Denny's, Red Bull, protein bars, and like a fit slam every now and again. Ugh. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> Waffle it's House. Rock and roll life. Yeah, I know the guys were talking about how good, like, oh, I love Waffle House. You just, you it become sucks. a road dog. You I think that there's certain dog. places that are just kind of built into the fabric of our childhood. There's a nostalgic feel to it. And even though these places are a bit shit and the food's terrible, I have diarrhea as soon as I eat <laughs> freaking Waffle House. It goes right through me. Like, and here's the thing. Sometimes Waffle House is big, like more in the South. Why is she? What are you? There was a hair in in the the mic pad. Speaking of hair in the mic pad. I think it was Waffle House. Oh my God. When you shed like a Sharpay, she has hair everywhere, which is fine. I have, I got one of your hairs. She has platinum blonde hair. I got one of her hairs and I, I feel something in my ass. And I literally was like, like, what's scratching me? One of Gwen's prickly long hairs. It must have been 12 inches long. I, it was literally, I pulled it lengthwise out of my friggin' butt cheek. It was lodged in there. Because so I don't know, you just, there's hair. You came hair. running out, you're like, you're inside of me. Yeah, there's hair everywhere. 
It's nuts. But I was going to say about like Waffle House and Denny's and some of these places that people are like, oh, it's the best. I love Waffle House. And then I went to Nashville and had Waffle House for the first time. I'm like, I got to go here. Jason's like, oh, Jason Tardy. He's like, you got to try the Waffle House. It's awesome. You're going to get waffles. And I mean, he's like, it's my treat. And I was like, it's $10, but okay, (laughs) it's fine. I'll take it. And so we order like everything. Waffles were soggy. The eggs were freaking like dehydrated eggs. The sausage, what was that? It felt like a doggy treat. I was bummed. I was like, what is, I like, I don't even mind a cheap waffle. I'm down to eat, you know, like cheap shit. I like a crispy waffle and I want like a fluffy egg. Is that so wrong? Like, no, it's not wrong, but you, you take I know what the, you can get on the I know the road. on the road, I know it's like slim pickings. I get it. Wouldn't it be great to bring low on the road for a few days? I would, yeah, I'll see how you take the road. I know you think it's like Paris Hilton in the simple life, but <laughs> I can rough it. Uh, my dad, freaking Marine over here, he likes that life. And so the Maybe queen- your dad will come too. Oh, he would do it in a heartbeat. The queen, you know, she likes, she likes to keep it a bit classy, but my dad will rough it up. So I've done it with him. But yeah, I guess these places- I'm, I want people to give me their opinion. Like it's an unpopular opinion, but there are places that I think are just overhyped, but it's, we love them because of the nostalgia. Definitely. Like Disneyland. Oh my God. <laughs> the stare I got just now. You know, I just did. I wasn't there for that. I had Wonderland growing up. Have Wonderland. Wonderland in Canada. What Toronto. kind of little rat is that? It's, is that a mouse or something too? Like Disneyland? No, there's no mouse. Is it based off of anything? It's just Wonderland. What? Yeah, it's Disneyland's just... based off of like all these incredible Disney movies. Wonderland has to be based off, what's the theme? Wonder? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So Imagination and- So and everything just... just has like stars and what? Like- there's no theme like Knott's Berry Farm is like Pioneer Snoopy. No, I, like, I think at one point it was based off of something, and then somebody else came in, and then we lost the copyrights or something like that. But I'll tell you right now, the the amusement park and the rides are like no other in Canada. I'm not comparing it to anything in the U.S. It's just that's what I grew up with. Okay. I didn't have the Disneyland Disney. Oh my God, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I mean, I love it every decade or so. Yeah, I took Gwen and I mean, it's a fortune to go to Disneyland these yeah. days. And Gwen was there, but she was kind of like, oh, like Gwen was there acting like she was doing me a solid. <laughs> <laughs> you were, which is fine. I get it. She was like, it's cool. And I'm like, uh, I want to go on a couple more rides. She's like, yeah. And then after I hit a couple more rides and I do the fast passes, you know, I don't want to wait. And then I was like, should we go eat? And she's like, yeah, do you want to eat here? Or maybe we, you ready to, ready to go? And I'm ready like, ready to call it. Yeah. I was like, ready to call it. I mean, based on the math, I'm spending like $20 and like every 45 minutes to be here. I mean, it's very expensive. So I was like, I want to get the most out of it. But anyway, it just wasn't your thing. And I guess you're right. I grew up going to Disneyland. I'm from California. And that was like a big part of my childhood, I went to Disneyland. Hundred, I had the fast pass or the annual pass, and I loved it. But I guess in retrospect, if I didn't grow up with it, anyway, I'll go with you to Denny's. I'll get your freaking fit bit slam, <laughs> and I'll go with you to Disneyland. Yes, in about five years. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. <laughs> that's fair enough. 
Oh, Gwen, I, I love having you here. And the next time Gwen will be on this podcast is going to be in probably three years when we connect again. Get out of here. <laughs> no, no I, it doesn't matter how much time goes by. We will always be a constant. And I have to have you back though, because we love to dive into crime docs. Oh, there's been some good ones. Ooh. Gwen and I get dark together and we'd like go on that rabbit hole of Oh, Gwen, you just introduced me to, we were talking about serial killers before we went to yes. bed a few of the nights in the cabin. What was that? Robert Kraft? Randy Kraft. Randy Kraft. If, do you guys know who that is? Oh my God. Serial killer. But I thought I'm pretty well versed on my serial killers because I've watched all the documentaries and I love those podcasts. But this is one I didn't know about. And he's, there's not a lot out there on him. He's still alive on death row. This he guy killed... I think it I think he was charged with 13 or 14 murders but he had a list that they found and it was on the upwards of 60. 60 and he killed men, right? Marines, young men, Marines yeah. like in their it ranged from like 18 to 23, 24 and he would just snatch them and kill them in the most brutal way. Yeah, he was a complete psychopath and he was just violent and out of his mind and and actually looked like of course like they described some serial killers, Ted Bundy for example, charismatic to an extent, approachable, disarming, a, very disarming and yeah. and then he's drugging these men and dismembering them and oh, it was horrific. But anyway, I'm going to do a deep dive on that guy. You have to. Maybe I'll get an interview with him on the podcast, go visit him in prison before he goes in the electric chair. Whatever. He's sentenced to death, I would assume. I believe so. It takes forever though to kill those guys. Like some people are on death row for like 50 something years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who knows if they'll ever do it, especially, I don't know if it's in California, but usually in California, the death penalty is not as common here. I don't even think it's legal here. Is it? I don't know. It must, I, I'm not quite sure about that, but most of the murders did happen around here. Mm, scary shit. So yeah, Gwen, will come back and we'll do a deep dive into some of these crazy murder stories or a good documentary on a good crime or something like that. Because I know- We'll I have some fun with we'll it. We'll have some fun. I love doing deep dives with you. But here, Gwen, at the Low Life Podcast, here at Little Dylan. <laughs> oh, and I have a name for your, can we share it on the podcast? A oh name? yes, two things: the, okay. the album that's dropping and and what you have created for me. It's so <laughs> perfect. He is such a just a genius when it comes to. You're gonna hear what you're gonna say and be like, "No, he's not." What? <laughs> or maybe I don't know. Okay, so when does the album drop? October twenty eighth. October twenty eighth. Dylan's new album drops. You can check out her music. I'll link it in the description of this episode. You can get it on Spotify or Canadian Spotify. <laughs> it's she has she hands out CDs at your local Tim oh, Snortons. Okay. <laughs> You'll see her there on weekends. You can get a freaking cup of Joe and a freaking Dylan album. And so I'm excited for that to come out. Also, you have music videos you're releasing plus tour dates that you're going to be going on tour in the next two weeks. And so if you do want to hear Gwen or you want to meet her in person, you could actually check her out at a city near you. I'll link her tour dates. Yes, with the rare Americans all across the US. And I actually haven't even announced the name of my album yet. Are you ready to announce it? I am. Oh, Can exciting. you say it? I want you to say it. The Low Life Exclusive. All right. Dylan's brand new 2022 album is going to be called The 6090s. 
it's a very popular sexual position. <laughs> and so, you know, where you're sucking and all that stuff. And Both on parties win. Both parties win. <laughs> and also, if you want to take it a sexual route, sure. But I actually love the story behind 1690s. It's a good representation of you as an artist because it's two of your favorite decades. And this album, which I have been a very big part of at this point, not in writing it, but just watching the process of it. It's really cool because it's definitely a hybrid album. Sound, musicality, instrumentation, vocals. If you took the 1960s and it penetrated the 1990s, <laughs> boom, Dylan was born. <laughs> really, that's you in a nutshell. The logo's cool. It's like an old vintage pack of Siggies. Her merch is pretty freaking cool. That's what I like. Like, it's not just like a big shirt that says like Dylan. Like, it's <laughs> The your logo, your album artwork, it's very thought out. You're you put so much time and effort, and it's a logo that I'd wear on a shirt. Like I'd want to wear that as a cool brand. Yeah, he helped design where the logo placement. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, I had some fashion <laughs> direction on that one. Yeah, and her fan. So Dylan is the artist's name. Her formal name is Gwendolyn. We know that. And so we were brainstorming. You know what her fans could be called. Selena Gomez as the Selena Nators. Ariana has the Arianators. Army. Uh, army. The Army Anators. Navy, I think. What? The Aren't they called the Army and Navy? The Army and Navy. For Rihanna. Oh, really? I, I oh, for, think I didn't so. know what Rihanna fans are called. But I know sure. Ariana is the Arianators. Selena is the Selenators. And then Demi Lovato is the Lovatics. We're the crazy Lovatics or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But for... Gwen and she's like I don't really have like that's not like that specific type of genre of pop music is like when those really young fans are like I'm a Selena Nader or whatever and that's really not your genre or your vibe at all but it doesn't mean you don't have fans and you can't name them and so I was like I think you should call your fans Dylan fans wait drum roll please it, listen to this genius I saw it it's so good <laughs> it's not genius it's so funny so I was I took an edible and then <laughs> spitting out random shit. I threw shit on the wall to see what would stick. And this is what stuck. So Dylan fans will be called the dildos. <laughs> I'm a dildo for life. And it's Dylan spells her name D-Y-L-Y-N. Yeah. The dildos are the D-Y-L-D-O-S. D-O-S. Yeah. Yes. D-Y-L. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like this could be a huge merch opportunity for you. Imagine so being good. on stage and everybody is holding up their dildo. <laughs> it's powerful. It's cool. It's, it's awesome. It's a bit of a satire, a little bit of a spoof on you know names up there. But I feel like it's a part of your personality, just like the low lifers or the putas. You know, <laughs> I and love we're it. all united. The dildos, the freaking putas, the low lifers, the vinos. Yeah, we're one big happy family. Well and played. So, I love it. I yeah. love it. So stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully they could meet you one day and you'll be back for more. But here at the Low Life Podcast, we end every episode. It's a tradition here. It's a good way to just kind of see where your mind's at, get a good feel for you with a good old-fashioned round of rapid fire preguntas. So without further ado, let's jump into a round of rapid fire with Dylan. Hit it. Cottage on the beach or cabin in the woods? Cabin on the woods. We just lived that dream. Uh, your celebrity crush? Bill Skarsgård. 
Oh, yeah. I just learned who he was. Alexander's brother. Super hot. He played it. I know. I'm a freaky woman. Yeah. And then your female crush? Zoe Kravitz. She's beautiful. If your belly button had a magical power, any power when you press that belly button, what would you make that belly button do? Time travel. Last meal on death row. A steak, medium rare. Mm -hmm. Some nice garlic potatoes. Brussels sprouts with a little bit of maple syrup. Well done. (laughs) Um, And a really cold MGD, ice cold. What the hell's an MGD? Miller Genuine Draft. It's a beer, baby. And a nice bottle of scotch, Oban. Yeah. Oban, Oban. I'm not really sure how to call it, but I got to bring you this scotch. I think you'd like it. Neat. No ice. Two fingers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like two fingers to stir it? No, like two fingers of scotch. Oh, just, I've- Served in an ice glass. Doesn't that scotch just taste like freaking like boot leather? It's no. mixed with gasoline. No, I'm telling you, you'd actually oh, like this. it burns this. my throat. Okay. No, you'd like I'll it. I'll have to try that scotch. I Nice room temperature scotch. Sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they say like, put some hair on your chest? It does. No, it grows you some nice boobies. Oh, wow. That's that type of scotch. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it my new saying. full tits. Yeah, you could have some nice double Ds after you hit that <laughs> scotch. <laughs> When are you most inspired? When I am in the studio or in a room starting to write a song and it's really coming together. Like it feels like the muse is in the room. Mm. I just, I love it. I feel childlike. What is a movie that is a mood changer for you? You've watched it more than once. You could even quote it, but I'm not going to have you quote it. But you know, just a movie that you really freaking love. Either Almost Famous. Oh, so good. And Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, classics, both iconic classics. Big family movie in our house. Mm-hmm. What is your top love language? You familiar with the love languages? Sure am. All right, we got physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, or quality time. Quality time and physical touch. Top of the heap for you. Yeah. What's the last TV show you binge watched? The Sandman. Sandman, I haven't seen that. You know me and my sci-fi. And oh, it's my, a sci-fi. I, it's pretty big on Netflix right now. I thought it was interesting. I love that. And I loved 1883. You need to watch that. It's 1883. like- 1883. It's a spinoff of Yellowstone, but mm. how they founded it and how you would, they would travel through the Oregon Trail and life then. Yeah. Rough. We have it so easy now. Oh, I bet, yeah. Life and death, you drink the wrong water, you drop dead. It's dysentery. Yes. They leave you on the side of the road next to the wagon wheel. See you, Timmy. Uh, I played the Oregon Trail. I know all about that. I mean, well, you know what I mean. (laughs) I've never played that, but I've heard of it. Oregon Trail, yeah. You were too young when that came out. You were just a baby. But it was uh, a game popular in the 90s, computer game. Top two songs on your playlist right now. Criminal by Fiona Apple. And Deftones, like all Deftones right now. I know I played it for you and you're like, I just, what is this? <laughs> uh, I didn't hate it. Just, uh, I guess you got to be in a very specific mood for the group Deftones. Yes. Plus I watched videos on YouTube and they're all like moshing and it's like, it just was aggressive dudes in a mosh pit. And I, it just wasn't my vibe, but I'm sure they have some great bangers out there. I love the guitar tones. It's alternative rock, right? 
Yeah, I guess that's what they call Which, it these days. That's what we would consider your music, alternative rock. Yeah. Okay. What is something that people commonly get wrong about you? That I have way darker humor than they would expect. My mind lives in the gutter. That's very true. Yeah, I don't think people would ever suspect that about you. She is prim, she is proper, but no, she has quite the freak flag or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's out of goddamn mind. Uh, when you die and come back to this world, reincarnated as an animal, what animal would you choose to come back to this beautiful world as? A white owl. Oh. Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> a little Harry Potter owl. Yeah. What would you what would you come back as? I know it's my question round, but I'm curious. I'm surprised you don't know this, Supreme. It's my favorite animal. I love this animal. I identify the most with it. Outside of a pug, this is a sea animal. My number one, I'd come back as an orca. <laughs> a killer whale. Number one predator in the ocean. Majestic, powerful, the most supreme intelligence of the ocean, in my opinion, and a lot of marine biologists, and also extremely loyal to their families. They travel in pods. Mm. And so they're just, I'm, I love them. I could watch videos of orcas, just whales in general, but orcas, man, they're just, they're beautiful. I love them. Here at the Low Life Podcast, we drop these episodes towards the end of the week. So I want to have a little something, something, some words to live by, a quote or anything for that matter, something you tell yourself on the regular and you can share it with the low lifers to take them in to the weekend. I'll, I'll give you two things. Okay. And it's kind of been the theme today. Stars can't shine without darkness mm. and you don't need brilliance. You need resilience. Oh, I love both of those. You don't need brilliance. You just need resilience. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for being here, my little dildo. I <laughs> love you, Supreme. I'm so happy to have you here. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side, baby. I love you, Lucifer. Thank you for having me. I love you too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We got some great episodes coming in hot for you. My kings and queens, I will not be disappointing you. Oh, no, we got some great guests. I'm so excited for what we have on the books. Oh, next week's guest. Oh, she's amazing. Vanessa Barrett, holistic psychotherapist. Oh, she's a breath of fresh air. Very insightful. A brilliant mind, but also super down to earth, chill, witty, has an East Coast New York vibe to her. I love her energy. So she's going to be talking to us next week and she'll be answering some heavy hitting questions from the low lifers that stumped me. So I'm glad to have her on the show because she definitely has a brilliant mind to give some just down to earth, real life advice to help you out. So that's next week's episode. We are almost at our 100th episode. Holy shit. I can't believe it. Oh my God. I was like shocked when we got to episode number 10. I remember being like, I can't believe I did 10 episodes. Now we're almost at a hundred. Oh, it's an incredible. And I'm just so grateful to have this show, but the show would be nothing if it weren't for you, the listener. You're the reason why I'm able to do this podcast. So thank you for supporting the show, sharing it with your friends, your families, listening to it every single week. I know there are millions of podcasts out there. Hundreds of thousands of podcasts are dropping into the world every single day. I get notifications about it all the time. 
So taking the time to be here and listen to our little shit show, <laughs> it just really means a lot. And I will never, ever take you for granted. I will always appreciate you and put you first as a listener. I'm putting these shows out for you, and I want to continue to put in the effort and put some great content out into the world. The best way that you could help a podcast, especially an up-and-coming little shit show, Little Hot Mess Express, any podcast that you want to support, the best way to do it is by leaving five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave them five stars, you take the time, write a little review, it's a game changer. I've learned now, almost 100 episodes in, that it is very impactful. And it's a small little gesture, but my God, does it make a world of difference. It helps with the algorithm, the analytics. It helps with getting sponsors. helps with keeping the podcast a moving in a forward direction. So <laughs> thank you for taking the time to leave a review. And these reviews could be anything you want them to be. You can leave a little dick emoji, throw an eggplant my way, a rainbow, stars, a unicorn. We love a good salsa dancer all of the above, or you can actually write something, but all of it is so appreciated. And I have listeners who have written several reviews. Every week, they're just dropping a new one. Boom, here you go, low, copy, paste, bon appetit. And so thank you again for taking the time to do that. It really does make a difference. And I wanna show my appreciation to you with my favorite love language, top tier for me, which is gifts. I love getting gifts, but there's something about giving them that just hits different. And so the Low Life Gifting Suite is open for business as long as I can afford it <laughs> before I declare bankruptcy. But as of now, we are good to go. I got some incredible products for you, hyaluronic serums, beauty products that I'm obsessed with, gift cards, gas cards, because gas is crazy expensive right now, gifts from our sponsors. Oh, we have a whole closet filled of amazing things. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, and who doesn't love free shit? All you have to do is leave five stars, put that review in Apple Podcast, and put your Instagram handle somewhere in the review. Beginning, middle, end, put your IG handle, because I might just be sliding into your DMs, getting your address, and sending you a little something, something. All right, so let me shout out some kings and queens who took the time to leave a review. These are the listeners who are the backbone of this damn podcast, so thank you. All right, here we go. First one up is at bartender underscore EV. And I looked this queen up. It's E-V-A-N. Is that Yvonne or Evan? I'm not sure in the pronunciation of the name, Yvonne or Evan, but at bartender underscore EV, creeped your page. It's gorgeous. Delicious cocktails. It made me very thirsty for an alcoholic beverage. All the pretty colors. You know how to make a delicious cocktail. You know your way around a bottle of tequila. You're my kind of people. And so thank you for leaving this review. Here we go. Five stars. Lo, I just want to say I already can't wait for this week's episode. When life has you down, Low brings you right back up. This is my second time reviewing this podcast. It's really the bee's knees. <laughs> Thank you for being you and creating this space for us lowlifers. We love you. We love this podcast. Two podcasts a week would be just magical with the little fairy emoji. <laughs> I would love to do two episodes a week. I'm putting it into the universe. I've talked about it before. Um, that's a goal of mine. But right now, it can't happen because I'm working full time doing the style gig. I'm styling my ass off. I got to pay those bills. Got to work them streets to keep the lights on. So, Eventually, if this podcast continues to truck along, which it's looking pretty damn good for the future, I'll be able to eventually just go to part-time style, full-time low-life podcast. Uh, that's my dream. I'm so excited for that to happen. Just a matter of time. 
All right, next review is coming in hot from at Nusita80, N-U-C-I-T-A-80. This Venezuelan mama writes, Five stars. I love how real you are. We think that artists in general have their life together, but you show us that you're just like any human being with low lows and high highs. Thank you, low. Oh, thank you for writing that. I follow people on Instagram and I see influencers, celebrities, you know, just everybody has a platform. Everybody has a voice. But one thing that just kind of irritates me or just makes me feel like shit is when I follow certain people and I look at all these profiles and I'm seeing that everybody looks like their life is just perfect and they have the perfect filter and the cute outfit and everything's perfectly curated and their pages and their life look like a freaking fairy tale. But sometimes life's a nightmare. (laughs) Sometimes you're not feeling on top of the world. Sometimes you're feeling like complete shit. Uh, And so I feel like just being open and honest about how you're feeling and and talking about struggles that you may have. And and if you feel ugly or you're feeling stressed or you're just overwhelmed with life, like that's a natural, normal thing. But because of these highlight reels that are surrounding us with social media, we're constantly comparing ourselves and and I start to feel bad. And so I don't want to be that person that tries to pretend like my life is perfect and I have it all together because I definitely don't. So thank you for noticing that because I feel like if you're just open, honest, vulnerable, and just keeping it real, more people relate to you. You build community and you realize you're not alone, which is the reason why I love just putting myself out there. And thank you all for being so candid and open. And I love in the DMs, it goes down in the DMs, it goes down in the low life Facebook group. We keep it really honest with how we're feeling with mental health and all that. So I love it. And I'll continue to be completely uncomfortably transparent. (laughs) All right, we have time for one more review. Here we go. This one is coming in hot from at Jesse underscore Willard. Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E underscore W-I-L-L-A-R-D. Jesse Willard writes, hooked since Shamu. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Five stars. I was first introduced to Lowe while listening to Off the Vine and have loved him ever since. I still go back and listen to the Shamu episode when I need a good laugh. Thank you for your positivity and bringing so much light to my week. Forever a low lifer. Thank you, Jesse. I'm glad that one of the most humiliating moments of my life could bring you some freaking joy. That Shamu moment. I ended up putting it on this podcast. For those of you who have not heard that episode, I did an off the vine confession. My dick was out. It was a lot. We call it the Shamu moment. And so that kind of put me on the map. (laughs) So I ended up putting it on this podcast, uh, which is the birthday episode. Um, You'll see it's uh, Full Frontal Confessions, the birthday episode, if you want a chance to hear that story. But now I can laugh at it. (laughs) Now I can uh, definitely laugh. But back then, I definitely needed some therapy. Because I remember after I did that confession, and I've done, I mean, over 30-something episodes of Off the Vine, and I've given a lot of confessions. But I was saving that one. I had it in the vault, my chamber of secrets. (laughs) So finally... I revealed it on the show. And and yeah, the Shamu story lives on. And so on that note, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Maybe have yourself a little pumpkin spice drink. I see all the menus are changing over. Starbucks, coffee, bean, and tea. The pumpkin spice is coming in full throttle. Enjoy a delicious little seasonal beverage. Maybe have yourself a delicious glass of wine, a margarita perhaps. But don't forget to drink your water, puta. We love love you. you.
and we're out. Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with two.